Welcome to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Dr. Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. Our last episode of the semester features Steve Erpenbach, president and CEO of the SDSU Foundation and an alum of the school receiving his Bachelor of Arts in Journalism in 1985. Student host Sam Schauer was able to talk with Steve before the Thanksgiving break. So born and raised in Mitchell, South Dakota, and uh, came here back in 1980 as a journalism major, was a freshman, and uh, um, so uh, a long time ago, but uh, fond memories of this building and very fond memories of this program. Jim Helen also told me that you were the chief editor and he was a sports editor, or am I getting that mixed around? Yeah, yeah. so I worked worked on the Collegian for four years. I I crammed a four-year degree into five years and, and worked at the Collegian for four years, and was a sports writer, then I was a sports editor, and Jim was one of my sports writers, and then was the uh, was the editor of the Collegian my last year, and and my wife uh, at at now, but uh, Michelle Harvey was another student. She was uh, my managing editor. We ended up uh, eventually got married, and we've been married uh, now almost thirty six years. So uh, so anyhow, very fond memories, great great experience with the Collegian, and that's where I first uh, crossed paths with Jim Helen. Jim also told me to ask you if you uh, were like a tour guide at the Corn Palace. <laughs> you know, I, for all the things in, in Mitchell that I did, I delivered the Mitchell Daily Republic. Maybe that's where I kind of got the journalism blood in me. Um, did a lot of things. I ne- spent a lot of time in the Corn Palace. Was never a tour guide. Probably never smart enough to be a tour guide <laughs> at the Corn Palace. But very proud of my hometown, though. So then how did you get to SDSU? Is it just like uh, you were very fond of the journalism program here? Or? Well, I'll tell you what, it was my, uh, I had two older brothers who, who uh, came to South Dakota State, graduated in, in geography, so not, not certainly in the same major. But I always had an interest in, in journalism, and quite frankly, there was a, a show from a long time ago called The Odd Couple, if, if, and you won't remember it, but The Odd Couple, and there were these two guys living together, two, two divorced guys, and one of them was a guy, Oscar Madison, was a, report, was a sports writer. And I thought, I loved sports, and I thought, man, if I could make a living, because I like to write, if I could, and I love sports, if I could make a living doing that, that would be perfect. So that's really where that, that kind of that seed was planted. And then originally when I got in, I was, I was a sports reporter and then eventually got into, got into hard news. But that's, and then SDSU just seemed like a, a, a great fit, again, with my brothers here, even though they were, my, my one brother was still here for one semester when I was here. But it just always felt like the place I was going to come, and the pro it had the program that was going to uh, that was going to fit my interests. How's the journalism department changed uh, throughout your time here? <laughs> well, we uh, we had typewriters uh, when I first got here. In terms, of we didn't have we didn't have computers. But um, I think the one thing that is so a lot of things have changed physically. Uh, the Jaeger you know uh, Jaeger Media Center, Jaeger Hall, uh, is phenomenal. Just what what uh, Anson and Ada May what they were willing to put into this uh, this facility. I think the thing that's been the same are the people here in terms of you now have Jim Helland and, and, and people like that. Back in my day, it was uh, Dr. Dick Lee, uh, who was a great mentor of mine, who ran the program. Uh, DJ Dorothy Klein was my first advisor. I've always felt that sort of the connectivity between the faculty and the leadership in this program with the students has really, that has not changed over, over from the time I was a freshman to now very involved, very engaged with them, and, and just sort of they, they know you. And so I think that that personal touch about the program 
was was here when I was a student, and it, it remains that way. Too. It's it's got it does have kind of a family feel to it in terms of where people know each other, and some of the, some of my best friends from college are people from the collegian and from the journalism program. Uh, spent a lot of time with them, so there, certainly it is a, a really a close knit program. But again, faculty that I think really uh, really care about the students and and do a lot to sort of mentor them. You graduated SDSU. What'd you do after? So I went into newspapers, and I worked for a, a weekly newspaper in, in uh, Sheldon, Iowa, northwest Iowa. Did that for a year, and then went to work for the Argus Leader for about three years, and uh, started out as kind of a beat reporter doing cops and courts, and, and, uh, uh, and, and sort of advanced. I was the assistant city editor then, and uh, so I did that for about a year, and then uh, took a kind of a, a weird turn. I went into politics, and so I worked in... Uh, Went into communications, working for a U.S. Senate candidate, and then that really sort of uh, kind of defined my next uh, probably 14, 15 years because I worked in politics uh, and then eventually got into fundraising in politics, and that kind of uh, prepared me, I guess, a little bit for my uh, opportunity to return to SDSU and, and work at the SDSU Foundation. Mm-hmm. Jim told me a little bit too about uh, you, you're working with a politician. Uh, am I allowed to say his name? Uh, can I, can yep. I say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tom Daschle, I think is his name. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was great. I mean, I went to I went to work for him in 1993 and um, went out to move my family out to Washington D.C. And then in 1994, he became uh, the the Senate Democratic leader. Originally, was was running for majority leader. The 1994 elections was not very kind to Democrats, so he became he became the uh, Senate Minority Leader, but eventually became the Majority Leader, and uh, so it was great to be out in Washington D.C. for those those first years of that, and just to be uh, sort of uh, you know kind of in awe of just uh, you know this South Dakota person who was who was on a national stage and having an opportunity to work for him, and then had an opportunity to move back to South Dakota and be a state director. And uh, but still work for him. So I worked for him for uh, for a little over eleven years, and and uh, tremendous experience, and and uh, have a lot of pride about sort of what what we were able to do then, and the things I learned, and the people that I that I met during that time was just a uh, remarkable experience. So you were the vice president of develop, development here at South Dakota State. Or? I, w- I was. That was my that was my first job uh, uh, back back at SDSU, and I had actually. Uh, uh, was in uh, December of 2004. I had an opportunity to come to SDSU, come back to the foundation, and so I was the vice president of development. It was really leading our development team uh, in in all of its fundraising efforts, and so it just seemed like a a natural. Um, had again had fundraising experience, had a tremendous love for SDSU, and uh, to be able to come back at that time was a was a great opportunity. So I did that for about three years, and then our president and CEO retired. And uh, so I had the opportunity to move into the uh, president-CEO role in, in 2007, and that's where I've been ever since. So then what kind of projects uh, did you, like, uh, help with while you were the VP at the time? Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of them. We were in a, in a fundraising campaign uh, starting in, in 2007. But when you think of, uh, uh, and it's really a team effort, and, and President Sheikwin, uh was very involved in the fundraising. Deans are very involved in the fundraising, so it's really a... It's very much a team sport versus anything I did, but uh, but when I look at sort of projects that you know the Avera Health and Science Center was a you know was really a, a significant one during that time, new buildings in engineering, new buildings in agriculture, um, and then certainly money that's been raised since then for 
the Oscar Larson Performing Arts Center, Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium, um, Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex. I mean, it's just really, it's pretty, it's been remarkable to be able to watch what private donors have done uh, to really address the facility needs and really change this campus in such a, such a meaningful way. Uh, so I worked with, uh, had worked there for, again, for three years and, and then interviewed with the board for, as they were looking for the transition with uh, David Marquardt, my, my predecessor, uh, who was going to succeed him and, and was really, uh, was really fortunate to, to, uh, to have that opportunity, really have their trust to do it. And, and, uh, we finished off that campaign uh, from 2007 to 2013, and we had a uh, we raised 255 million dollars during that uh, during that period. We had a 200 million dollar goal, so it did really exceptionally well. And again, a lot of really meaningful changes that that happened, not only physically in terms of new buildings, but growth in scholarships and some new programs like architecture that that relied on on some private money as well. Uh, so I really felt fortunate to be kind of the uh, kind of at, at the right place at the right time. As like a journalism major, do you think like uh, that that degree kind of like helped you? I th I think it's one of the most versatile. It, I I wouldn't be here uh, certainly when I was coming for a journalism degree. I didn't think I would be here. I didn't think I'd be coming back to South Dakota State. I certainly didn't think I'd be involved in fundraising. But the versatility of that in terms of what the your the, the ability to communicate your writing skills. Um, I just think the inquisitive behavior of just of being curious about interviewing, and it's so, so no different than when you're a reporter interviewing somebody for information on a story, very similar to when you're interviewing almost, kind of building a relationship with a prospective donor. I mean, you're asking them questions, you're trying to learn, you're trying to learn about them, you're trying to build rapport. So whether you're, it's a, a source for a story or a person you're trying to develop a relationship and see if they have interest in giving back South Dakota State, the skill, it's so transferable. Um, and so I, I just think it's, it, uh, I've, I learned so much of my journalism degree, and I still use it today. I still love to write, but I think the idea of communicating and being able to articulate a vision to people, uh, to be able to organize your thoughts, to be curious about meeting people, um, certainly I think just, it, it, it just so many things that just prepared me for what I, what I get to do today. The SDSU Foundation, we have, we have 43 full-time employees, and, and during the course of the year, about 30 um, students that work for us, but we're the fundraising arm for, for South Dakota State University. And uh, so I mentioned we did a, a campaign back in, from 2007 to 2013. We're always raising money, but, but a campaign is really about generating a lot of excitement around kind of big lofty goals and projects, and, and that's what we did um, with, it was called It Starts With State was the name of the campaign. And so just a month ago, we just uh, we announced our, we did our public launch for a new campaign, which is Bold and Blue. Uh, it is a goal, our goal is to raise a half a billion dollars, $500 million. And uh, so we've been in the leadership phase, and so we're at about $340 million raised so far, and uh, well on our way to a, to a half a billion dollar goal. And uh, a lot of exciting things, certainly growth in, in uh, scholarships. We're now endowing faculty positions, uh, which is really an important recruiting opportunity for the university. Um, not, as many, not as many building projects, but, but the, really the significant one is Frost Arena, which will be renovated into First Bank and Trust Arena. And uh, the response to that has been incredible. Certainly the leadership of First Bank and Trust and other donors following suit um, 
So there's there's a lot that's going to happen as a course of this campaign, and and we're uh, we're really thrilled with the response so far, and excited about what's ahead. What do the students do uh, for the foundation? I tell you, they, it's a wide range of thing. Everything from uh, from data entry to uh, we have a, a group. It's called the Jackrabbit Philanthropy Center, but it is students that contact alumni through the phone, through texting. Um, they do videos for us that you know thank uh, thank uh, donors. Um, all kinds of administrative uh, uh, tasks that we have them do. We have a creative services team, and so right now we've got a student that helps in our creative services area. So that's uh, everything from events to uh, uh, to mailings and other things we do. And, and so we really have a lot of diverse kind of things that really suit, really fit well with uh, with students and grad students. And we think it's a uh, it's a great place for them to learn. But they they add a lot of value to us while they're uh, while they're there. So. That's, uh, and they add a lot of energy and a lot of fresh thought to uh, inside our building. I also heard that SDSU has received anonymous donation of like $10 million, I believe, or around there? Or yeah, that was our uh, recent for First Bank and Trust Arena. And um, uh, there's, a, there's a, uh, uh, some people that just, they want to do the right, they want to help, and, and, but they're, uh, they, they just don't necessarily want their name uh, associated with it, or they just, they just, they just don't want the attention. And so that was a great gift that we we were just able to announce last week of uh, 10 million toward First Bank and Trust Arena. It really puts us really well on our way to we're going to be asking for support uh, approval from the Board of Regents. The university will in December, and if that happens, it'll go to the legislature, and you could see renovations starting inside Frost Arena, First Bank and Trust Arena, um, shortly after commencement of, of 2022. So. Probably over two years there will be construction going on, but basketball will be played during that time. But by 2024, potentially, we could have a, a beautifully new renovated uh, arena ready for the next 50 years of great basketball and, and volleyball and wrestling and everything else. So September is when they, the, they made the $20 million commitment back in September. And uh, uh, we knew it was kind of a tight timeline for us to be able to go through the legislature this, uh, in time for this session. Uh, but I think people, they saw that, and I think it's that, that leadership that First Bank and Trust showed of they, they thought this was important. They made that, you need that one, that, that one donor that makes that huge, huge gift that all of a sudden thinks you can get there because it's about a $50 million project. So that $20 million really kind of inspired and motivated a lot of other people. Um, and so this $10 million gift uh, was huge. But it's just been, um, you know, a very short period of time. In in really two and a half months, we have had uh, tremendous response to, to people who want to see First Bank and Trust Arena uh, get renovated. Is there like a favorite memory uh, while, while uh, being in that position? Uh, you know, there's tons. I mean, I, I, I just think that, uh, uh, you know, as I tell people, there's I've, I've uh, never had a more fulfilling job. When you just look at, there's a lot of times you work and you don't necessarily know if, uh, you know, am I really making a difference or am I making really progress? And to be able to sit where we are, you know, right across from the Campanile and look across campus and, and walk across campus and you just see the difference that, that people make through their philanthropic giving is just so cool. Uh, and you, you, you see people who give scholarships to people they don't even know. Um, and just it's just it's, it's, it's amazing to work with the people we get to who want to see this university uh, continue to continue to grow and progress, and to have that opportunity, um, 
And I think probably one of the favorite projects we had was with our, it's called the Alumni Green, but it was when we expanded our uh, the, the foundation building, the lower building, <clears throat> to accommodate the, the Alumni Association move in, put in this really spectacular space called Wooster Celebration Hall, which now has a lot of events, and they, they bring it in for recruiting, uh, recruit days for students coming in, and then the President's House, and really kind of that, that whole west side of Madeira Avenue and making that a part of campus. Um, that was really kind of a labor of love for some of us to be able to get that uh, to get that done, and, and the, the events that we have there and the traffic we have coming into our building, uh, that's, that's probably one of my favorite projects that I've been able to be involved with. SDSU announced the Bold and Blue campaign. Um, do you, what is the what is the goal for that? I think a lot of it will be for you know about hopefully about fifty million of it will be for uh, First Bank and Trust Arena, uh, but a lot of it will be for scholarships and uh, and endowments. And so what an endowment is is basically it's money that is put in, it's invested, and it is uh, in effect it's basically around forever. It's in perpetuity, and so. Uh, that is really a sense of, uh, really shows uh, stability for a university when they can have a significant endowment that every year they know those, those, that flow of funds are going to come off of those, uh, those endowments. So we're really, it's really building for that future. I think that the, uh, you know, we, we have, we right now are about $220 million endowment. Back in 2008, we were at $40 million. Um, so we've really grown that, but, but continuing to grow that uh, that allows admissions to go out, recruiting, uh, recruiting stu students and offering scholarships based on these endowed scholarships that are in place. Um, so I think it's just uh, continuing to build on the momentum that we've seen over the last uh, 10 to 15 years. Some new buildings, um, the Raven Precision Ag Building is, is one of them that is uh, related to our campaign. A lot of that money was raised during this leadership phase of the campaign. Um, but hopefully it's going to be more and more in terms of scholarships. That's probably one area that, that we think we're kind of lagging some of our competitors. We're not, you know, we're not sort of comfortable being towards the bottom. We want to be towards the top of that. And so we want to try to correct that during this campaign is really uh, much, much stronger offerings in terms of scholarships. At South Dakota State University was the first uh, in the country to offer a four-year degree in precision agriculture. And it's very much the future of production ag in terms of the the technology and all the things that uh, that students are going to learn there in terms of how to become more efficient uh, in terms of more efficient operators. But it's just such a unique program. And then to have Raven, uh, which has just been a, a tremendous partner of South Dakota State, be able to invest in that facility to allow that research to happen and that, and that teaching to happen, uh, really, I think, sets South Dakota State apart. And I think as we look at recruiting students, People look at going to Iowa State or Nebraska or other places. The, the, right now, we're starting to see people that say, I can get what I might want to go for engineering at Iowa State. It's, it's a great program here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the lower college of engineering. Same thing with agriculture. I think uh, what the Raven Precision Ag Center does is, it, frankly, it makes us more attractive for, uh, for students to come here, for faculty to want to be here, because it's so cutting edge. And because SDSU really differentiated itself by being the first in the country to have a four-year degree in, in precision agriculture. Coffee with Kojo will be on hiatus until the beginning of the spring semester in January 2022. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. 
which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. Music